0: Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Who is Fuck. This week, Lissa is on a retreat, so it is a solo cast, and we get to hang out just one-on-one. We're going to be talking all about working with yourself instead of against yourself, and how that looks in your everyday life, but also your spiritual practice. If you'd like to join me on this little adventure, let's get started hello and welcome to take number 4723 of this podcast episode because this is our first ever solo cast solo podcast whatever you want to call it i have decided to make this as painful on myself as possible and critique every single thing that i do this is actually take number 15 not take number 4723 but you get the point the topic that we're talking about today is near and dear to my heart it is basically just finding a way to work in the universe with yourself so it's working with yourself instead of against yourself Building systems around who you are as a person, which I know we have been talking about being yourself authentically for a long time. But this is kind of a tangible example of that that you can use and implement in your own life. I have personally been implementing this in my life for the last little while and helping my partner with implementing it in his life. Anyone that I can talk to this about, I have talked to them about it because it's so powerful. Let's talk about examples. I have a list of them. So say that you are the person who has decided that as soon as you wake up, you're going to do dishes. But every single morning, when you go to do those dishes, you find yourself putting that task off and doom scrolling your phone. And you literally, no matter how hard you try, cannot get yourself to do the thing. Well, we can break this down in a lot of different ways. Let's look at the easiest example first. So is it the fact that you are trying to force yourself to do the dishes first thing in the morning? If you think that might be the cause, we can try to do the dishes in the evening. So make it part of your closing tasks for the day. Set yourself up for the next day with clean slate. Once you've eliminated that though, you've noticed that you're still doom scrolling in the morning and you're not able to get yourself up and moving and you're giving yourself a really hard time about it. Maybe if we go a level deeper, it wasn't about the dishes at all. Maybe your issue was really that you were struggling with being productive first thing in the morning. That's totally okay. What you need to look at then is moving forward, eliminating any sort of appointments, any sort of specific chores or any tasks that are too early in the morning and allow yourself the space to do what you need to do to get up and get ready for the day. So let's say maybe that's not it at all. Maybe you have a sensory issue that you weren't even aware of. But when you really sit down and you think about why you're avoiding doing the dishes, you hate the way that your skin feels when it's wet. You hate the way the dishes feel whenever they're soapy. You hate the way that the dishes clink together. Well, one thing that you could do is try gloves. Try using gloves or maybe you can use headphones so you don't hear the sound but really figure out what it is about the task that you're struggling with and try to find some sort of accessibility item that you can use to make it a little bit more bearable. Maybe, just maybe, it wasn't about the dishes at all, but the volume of dishes. So instead of making it a priority for you to do the dishes all at once, just throughout the day, commit to put one cup in the dishwasher, two cups in the dishwasher, three plates, or wash them by hand or whatever your situation may be. I think that if you really break tasks down like this and you find out like why you're struggling with it, you'll really highlight a lot of other areas in your life where you're having similar struggles and you can figure out systems that really work for you. So one of the issues that I really have to move on to a new example is with time. So if I have a task that's open-ended, I have no idea how long it's going to take me. I cannot get myself to start that task. So let's say I'm just doing like a general tidying of the house or I've got a work thing that I have to do and I can't really guesstimate how long it's going to take me. My brain says, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing that because we don't know how long we have to commit to this thing, right? So there are a lot of different things that you can do to help with that sort of situation. So, first and foremost, for me, type A, I love project management way more than any sane human should. Um, if there is a, an opportunity for me to organize tasks and to break them down as much as possible, I will do it. Maybe you could benefit from that though. So, you say, I have this big task. Here are this, like here's this task broken down into 10 subtasks. Now, each of those tasks are broken down into small bite-sized pieces that I can do in five to 15 minutes. That way, throughout the day, you have this little dopamine tick where you can go ding, 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 and it's not one big thing, you're just committing to this one small thing, and over time, they add up. Maybe it's an open-ended task and you don't like to do project management, you don't like to break it down, but your real struggle is with like getting the momentum to start it. One thing that I've done that helps me so much when I'm in these moods is to commit to 10 to 15 minutes to the task and give myself permission that if I am really having a bad time at the end of that 10 to 15 minutes, I am allowed to stop and I am so fucking proud of myself because I did the thing. And honestly, if I hadn't committed to that 15 minutes, it wouldn't have been done anyway, because I was struggling. I was putting the task off, and I wasn't enjoying my time. Because ultimately, what this boils down to is you have a limited resource when it comes to time. You can get money, you can get more of just about anything, but you can't get more time. And this isn't time to be productive, this is time to really enjoy. Um, and I think that it's really important that you're kind of looking at the way that you're doing things and the struggles that you have and figuring out systems that work just for you or maybe for your partner. Like my partner really needs instructions for everything. And for him, he really needs to know like step by step by step, we're talking like Pop-Tart level, like how to make a Pop-Tart level instructions. But I think that because he has those instructions, he feels like He has a clear path, you know? And for me, I do everything based on intuition. And in fact, instructions a lot of times kind of uh, like hinder my process because I don't want to do the things that you, like the way you've laid it out. It doesn't make sense the way you've laid it out. And I think that's a really good example of how our brains work differently. And so whenever he's doing a task, we need to make sure that it fits with his mold. And if I'm doing a task, we need to have the space to fit with my mold. And you can do similar things in your life just because social media or, you know, whatever else has told you, especially because we can like Google anything at any point and find 15 different variations of a task and how they do it personally. And it feels like maybe if you do it differently, you're doing it the wrong way, but there is no right or wrong way for almost anything unless you're doing like chemistry or something. So I've given you two examples of kind of more 3D sides of this, but let's look at meditation next. So one of the things that I really struggled when I first started spirituality or whatever is meditation because my brain, hi, hello, I'm a little bit neurodivergent. My brain doesn't work like most people's (laughs) and my brain is like chaos it is 40 different thoughts happening at the same time with 10 different songs playing and various sensory issues all happening at the same time. And I'm focused on everything all at once. And meditation was really painful for me. I felt so frustrated and beaten down that I couldn't do it the way that everyone else does it because I thought that you just like sat in silence and then messages magically came to you. And that's really not what it's about at all. So meditation is really all about, like, looking, like, observing your thoughts. So you're separating yourself from your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. You're just observing them. Like, you're an observer at a train station, and each of those thoughts are, um, like, trains passing you by. And let's look at those, those songs that are stuck in your head and jingles and weird phrases. Those are, like, billboards, like, flashy billboards. I want your attention. And you as the observer can step back and look at them. And sometimes you might find yourself like you're drawn to a billboard or you're getting on a train and you didn't even realize you got on the train. And that's totally okay. You just get off at the next stop and you have grace with yourself and give yourself permission to do things in the way that feels natural and good for you. But you don't have to sit there. You don't have to lay down. You don't have to have complete silence. There are so many different ways that you can meditate that work for you. So you could do doodles, um, you could make art, you could do any sort of repetitious task where you're able to like step back and separate yourself from it, like stacking books or taping something up or whatever it is. You can in like incorporate movement. So you can turn on a song and dance and really feel your feelings or Um, intuitively move however you feel called to move or do meditation or do meditation. That's what we're talking about. Do yoga or whatever works best for you. And that doesn't have to look the way that it looks online. It doesn't have to look any certain way. You're not trying to silence your mind. You're trying to observe yourself. You're trying to learn more about yourself because you are the most interesting thing on this planet that you could learn about. And the more that you learn about yourself and the more that you see these patterns, the easier it gets to work with yourself. So once you kind of master stepping back and observing your thoughts in that new way, you can try other methods that work for you. I personally now am able to sit and lay and observe those thoughts and separate myself in that traditional way. But also I really enjoy meditation in totally different ways. Because there is no one size fits all for any task that you have in your life. I promise you that. Now let's look at like magic. There are so so many resources, so many books, so many different ways that you can do the exact same thing. And for some people, they might really enjoy doing candle magic or sigil work or working with... A certain deity or whatever works best for them and that's totally fine. Maybe for you your magic looks like you stirring a cup of coffee. Maybe your magic looks like you just decide to sit in a feeling or you decide that you want to put that intention out into the world. With magic the only thing that matters is your intention. The way that you feel that perspective that you have that is uniquely yours there is no right or wrong way to do it as long as your intention is in line and you're really p- being mindful of like what that root intention is. What I want more than anything from this episode is for you to understand that you have permission to live your life however you want to live your life. You really just need to look through and see like, there are so many systems that you can put in place for yourself and your tasks in your life and the things that you do, they don't have to be any certain way. And the more authentic you are to yourself and the more work that you do with yourself, the more you realize how amazing and powerful you really are. I know I personally sometimes struggle with care tasks I struggle with taking a shower sometimes because I'm so busy and I don't have the time and I have to really convince myself to get up and do the thing because I don't like to be wet. I hate the feeling of wet hair on my skin. But there are different things that you can do to make things a bit easier for yourself. So if I kind of like set up a system to where after I complete this task, I shower, then I'm not having to sit there and... Fight with myself and convince myself to get in the shower, I finished the task I got in the shower. the end because I knew what I needed to do, but that might not work for you. Maybe you just need to move your showers to the end of the day or maybe you need to adjust them to baths or maybe look at other ways to care for your hygiene if you have also have like showering issues like I do sometimes. It's not an all the time issue, but sometimes it's it's a real struggle for me, and I just want you to know more than anything else that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to stumble and it's okay to fall because you're learning a lesson every single time that you do stumble and fall and those lessons are so valuable stop like making everything black or white good or bad You don't have to be uh, like overly positive or if you find yourself in like a negative doom cycle, try to look for the neutrality in your life. So instead of something being good or bad, it just is. Maybe you really struggle with social interactions and they drain you a lot and you know that on Monday you have a really busy day and you have something scheduled with friends on Sunday and you know because you know how your body works and you've paid attention to yourself that you need at least four hours after any social interaction to recharge and you don't want to go into Monday and set yourself up for failure. Okay, well talk to your friends. Hey, can we move this to Saturday? Can we move this to Sunday morning? It is really important to me that I'm spending time with you, but I also know that with how late that event is in the day, It's just not going to work with me. Normalize asking for what you need. You're not inconveniencing anyone. They want to spend time with you. They just might not be aware that that specific event or that specific thing that's happening is going to be a problem for you. And you just have to talk about it and be open and honest. And I know that's really scary. And as you make these changes, it's going to feel weird and uncomfortable. Like I'm doing two dishes at a time. Who... Who does two dishes at a time? You do. Babe, you do. And it works for you. And you'll see, like, these little systems start to, like, work together and make a huge difference. So where you might have really struggled with keeping your space clean before because you were really overwhelmed and you were really going through it. But because you've built these systems and you're just doing like little micro steps throughout the day and you're not committing to anything huge, you'll notice that things just are done easier or whatever system that you've chosen that works for you. And when you stumble and you fall, don't give yourself grief. Really celebrate those wins. And maybe this episode's just for people who have struggles. I don't know. But I think that this could really benefit people even if they like have things all going pretty well for them. Because you can always learn and grow and adapt in really cool ways. And everyone in your life will see that you're like putting yourself first and you're building the systems around yourself. And it will inspire them to also do the same thing. And talk to your partners and talk to your children and see what maybe needs they have if they're struggling with being able to clean their room but they're doing really well with their homework you can talk to them about like what is the energy that you're putting into that why is this easier for you than this other thing maybe them cleaning their room is because they don't have a, a list of instructions and they don't know where to start but with homework there's a clear defined like set of instructions they can follow and you can help them develop a system that where they can like you can make like a piece of paper with all of the like steps on it and then laminate it. And they can use a dry erase marker and check it off each time they do it. And they have that system. But you just need to talk to everyone in your life and find out ways that they can work with you on things and you can work with them on things and everybody can just be themselves authentically. Maybe they really want to sit on the floor and you're like, that's super weird. Well, they're a floor person that gives them some separation between um, what's actively happening so they can choose to participate or not but they can also just hang out and wiggle around on the floor and be comfortable being themselves another really like beneficial part of this is like it's like an exercise in seeing layers in yourself and in your life and these layers the, the more that you work with them and the more that you see them the easier it is to see them in yourself and in your friends and your family so instead of just saying, I really hate doing the dishes, when you like go farther back into it and realize that it's a sensory issue or it's a time management issue or it's like an overload with tasks sort of issue, and you, you know that about yourself and you start applying it to other things and you see the layers in those things and you start to recognize those patterns It just makes it so much easier when you're doing the shadow work or you're identifying these traumas and you're trying to work through them because you're giving yourself permission to be who the fuck you are. And that's so amazing and that's so powerful because you are an amazing person. You're not a bad person because you struggle with stuff. You're not a bad person because it's difficult for you to be on time or it's difficult for you to do whatever it is that you need to do. You just need to do it in a new way and that's totally okay. I think that this really just is just hand in hand with being yourself authentically because you're kind of embodying this life where you don't have to mask, you don't have to hide who you are and you can do things in a way that work for you. And masking is hard I know there's a lot of situations where you have to, like, be a new version of yourself to fit in with work or whatever, and you have to be more professional, or you have to wear clothes that are a little uncomfortable, or whatever the case may be. But knowing that you're at least at home, because that's the first step, at home. Knowing that at least at home you get to be yourself authentically, and you get to live your life with the systems that you've built for yourself it helps the other stuff a bit, and then as you become more comfortable with it, you're able to be yourself out in the world a little bit easier, too. So, I have homework for you, which I really encourage you to do. It's pretty simple. I want you to think about one thing that you struggle with, and I want you to kind of break it down into layers. I struggle with dishes because dishes suck, okay? why do the dishes suck? Well, I really don't like the way that um, they pile up. Okay, well, why are they piling up? What about the pile bothers you? Well, they're piling up because of X, Y, or Z, and it really bothers me because of this. Okay, what about that is, like, what about that bothers you? And then you just keep, like, asking yourself more and more questions about this, and at the end, you're going to find what that core issue is. And I I would imagine it will surprise you, whatever the situation may be. And then you can do the same thing with something that you really succeed at. So, I am really good in this type of situation. Why are you really good at it? What does it make you feel like? How, like, what about that feeling makes you feel like it's in alignment? Or why do you think that you succeed in that situation? And then just keep asking yourself questions until you get to the core of that. And I would imagine if you look at those two things side by side, It'll be so obvious to you, but you wouldn't have noticed it if you didn't ask yourself why. And then take that information, if you can, and implement it. So do trials and errors. Try a new thing the next day to see if it's a little bit easier. Try, um, you know, adjusting that the next day. Document your process and see your wins and your failures and give yourself so much space to make mistakes without judgment. That's the most important part because as you're learning something new and you're like trying to build a whole new system for how you do things, it's challenging. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn a lot of things from those mistakes. So have grace and space and so much love for yourself and the people around you. I think that that essentially is my spiel I know that this is a short episode, and I know that we don't have Lyssa, but I think that this is a really important lesson to have, and I think that it's something to really think about. I would love to hear from you guys if you have any input or anything, or if you just want to share how this exercise went for you, that would be really cool. I'm going to, I guess, tell you all about myself and Lyssa. She's not here, but if you still want to work with her, you should. So if you'd like to work with Lissa, she does really wonderful readings. She goes well above and beyond. She doesn't charge enough, but that's just my personal opinion. Because I love her and want her to succeed and value the time. Because she does so much more than just a reading. She goes through timelines and she spends so much time typing up all of the stuff after. Like, as much time as she spends... In the reading, she spends that much time setting everything up and doing everything afterwards, and it's it's so beautiful. Um, but if you would like to work with her from, you know, all of the other episodes, you can find her at allthingswoo.space. I am currently myself taking a break from doing design work for three months because I'm trying to reset my people-pleasing tendencies and reevaluate my relationship to work because I am a workaholic and I fill my time with productivity. So I'm working on not doing that, but I am open for readings and energy work. So if you feel called to work with me, I'm really good at seeing through the bullshit. I can like, usually if you say like, I'm struggling with this, I can kind of see through that and get down to the core trauma that we're dealing with. And I can help you clear a lot of blockages and stuff. So if you want to work with me, I'm at megarooski.com. If you want to join our Patreon, um, we have weekly joint readings, we have an after show, we post random other (laughs) crap, whatever we feel called to do. Like this week, I went live on Monday and watched TikToks because the energy was heavy and we needed a break. You know, sometimes you just need a break. So if you want to join the Patreon, it genuinely means so much to us because that we just want to have a community and we want to share things but yeah thank you for enjoying this episode I just assumed you enjoyed it but thank you for listening and being here with me I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you're having a beautiful and wonderful day thank you everyone and goodbye